Welcome back to the United in Motherhood podcast with me, Zoe Young, and today's guest, Kira Rumble. Kira is a businesswoman, public speaker, social media influencer with a community of over 430k and is bringing awareness to all things fertility through sharing her journey to becoming a mum. Before we get into it, it's important I let you all know that today's episode gets into topics that may be triggers for some. If you or anyone you know is struggling, seek support. I've left some resources down below. As always, this is your reminder that this is Kira's story. Not yours, not mine, and as women, we must respect and accept each other enough to know that we're all doing our best. The United Motherhood podcast, YouTube series, and community in its entirety is just that, a safe space for us women to learn from one another. Thanks to Jenea, who made today's video possible. If you or anyone you know is struggling with fertility, reach out. You have everything to gain. Alrighty, let's get to it. Are you ready? Yeah. Ready. Let's just get straight into it. I don't do an intro or anything because I feel like it's real awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so let's take the listeners on a journey. Tell me a little bit about you and your life. So my name's Kira Rumble. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know. If you didn't know. <laughs> uh, oh gosh, I don't know. I am a business owner. Yes, I have two beautiful sausage dogs. Yes, a fur baby. Fur baby. I see that popping up everywhere. They're like mum to fur baby. Oh my gosh, I need to stop. No, <laughs> I share them way too much. So cute. Um, yeah, so I've got a business called Crumbled Foods. I've got a wellness and lifestyle hub where I do a lot of recipes. I'm a recipe developer. You travel a lot. I travel. I used to travel a lot. I've sort of slowed down a little bit. You're always in hotels though. Well, I always am traveling interstate. True, true. Got to stay somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's a classic. And, but, your, yeah. and your childhood. Can we talk about you growing up? Yes. Yeah. So I was always a happy bubba. Uh, I supposedly walked at six months. Stop. Supposedly. That's not. See, my mum's a bit the same. Mum's like, you walked at 10 months. I was like, did I? Or do you just hold me on a pedestal? Well, so my mum is adamant. My grandma, my aunties, everyone, six months. They took me to a doctor, like multiple doctors, to make sure I wasn't going to have any issues with my hips. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Legit. Most kids aren't even crawling. Well, that's the thing. Now I've, like, grown. I was like, yeah, I used to walk at six months. And now I look at my friends who have got babies and I'm like, mum, are you sure? Yeah. So who knows? That's amazing. I was a young bloomer. Let's yeah. start with that. But, but you've um, always been quite physical. Obviously. Always love being active. Yeah. I'm a big nature girl. I think um, I used to go up to the Blue Mountains a lot with yeah. my gran. Cute. Food's always been a big part of my life. You know, we used to do raspberry pickings up at Katoomba and Stop. just cute little stuff. So oh, I had I a really, that. I had a relatively happy childhood. Yeah. Moved around a lot. Do you have siblings? got one older sister and two younger brothers okay wow so there's four of you four of us so my sister is a couple years older and then my second youngest brother <laughs> how old is he <laughs> he's 22 i'm 29 soon wow okay in like a month so your parents have a bit of a huge gap okay. yeah and then i've got a younger younger brother who's 14 stop yeah so your parents are amazing huge that's like very big <laughs> huge spectrum. gaps huge yeah. gaps yeah so i think when um so i was 14 when zach was born okay go mom and um 
I remember just walking around the shopping, <laughs> the supermarkets and the shopping centres and just people looking at me thinking that he was my child. You were a teen mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used to milk it a lot. Oh, I love that. You would have like part raised him though to an oh, extent. 100%, yeah. yeah. But I think I also, I moved down home when I was 17. As soon right. as I finished school, I was out. So for the first couple of years, yeah, for sure. And you were, in a, we're going to just touch on it, but you were an athlete in your childhood, weren't you? You were skiing for Australia. And... Yeah, so I skied, I swam, I did a lot of physical stuff, and then I had an injury when I was 14, 15, 16-ish yeah. uh, skiing, and I sort of had to just stop everything. I broke my arms, shattered my shin. Yeah, and you fell into a bit of a hole. Yeah, I think, you know, now I look back at it, I think it was a blessing in disguise because I grew up really quickly yeah. and I had never really been a child Yeah. and it's hard. it was hard and I think, you know, you have to go down before you go up. Yeah. So I... I love that. Yeah. I think that, you know, you learn from all of these experiences and these, you know, hardships or whatnot. Yeah. And so I put on quite a lot of weight. I was very unhealthy. I was dealing with a lot of mental health things. And how old were you when at this point? I would have been about 18, right. 19. That's hard. I think 19 was pretty much my rock worst, bottom. yeah, rock bottom. In and terms you weren't of, at home? No. I was living in South Australia, actually, with my ex. We yep. moved down there for Hi, his ex. work. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hope you're listening. <laughs> no, he's got a beautiful family now. I um, love that. But... Yeah, we, we moved down there. I didn't really know anyone. I was eating my feelings. I was very unhappy. I wasn't unhappy at the time, but now I look back at it going, that was just such deeply seated hatred for yourself. Yeah. It's the beauty of hindsight. Sometimes oh, I, I feel like in the chapters we go through, like we just don't realize that it might have been really hard or at a really awesome time in our life until we actually can look back and go, you know what? Yeah. That sucked. Like, 100%. I was so upset. 100%. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, it, w- it wasn't until I was constantly sick, I was feeling nauseous, I had headaches, I was so fatigued, and I was like, there's something not right. Yeah. And, you know, I'd be taking sick days from work, and I was living back up in Sydney at this time. Yeah. So I think I was living in Adelaide when I was 18, and then 20 move back up you've moved a lot we were speaking about this before oh, I feel like you've been place. everywhere I know you've and lived like a million lives it comes with its you know pros and cons pros yeah. is I got to experience a lot mm-hmm. but the cons is I've never felt like I have my roots yeah but you know I can't complain um <laughs> I love that yeah I'm not gonna complain I'm bad yeah you know people going I've never left, left Australia yeah, so don't complain totally. but it, it is like it's one of those things I feel like, especially I don't know if you find being online you say something and you're like, oh, but there's always someone worse off. But we only know our journey, right? Correct. Like we only yeah. know our stories. Yeah. And that's all we can share. And that's, you know, from your life, you've had a lot of change. Like you were an athlete when you were younger. And then your whole world completely changed from working out, eating, training yeah. Yeah. to literally, what do you do now? You moved. Yeah. And- so it oh. wasn't until I went to a doctor down in Manly and he had a big chat to me and he's like, if you keep on going the way you're going to go, you'll be diabetic, you're insulin resistant at the moment, Stop. and you're going to have huge issues. So and you were quite un- like I was, yeah, I, yeah, I was overweight, but you know, I'm all for body positivity, but oh, I was yeah. unhealthy. Yeah. And I was not eating, I was not exercising, I was mentally unhealthy. You were miserable. Miserable. Yeah. And so it wasn't until he gave me this, you know, wake up call. I went and sat down. 
on the beach in Manly and I was like, I need to change. Yeah. And it was overnight. I, you know, I love, I've always loved food and I started going, okay, well, I'm going to use this to my advantage and I'm going to learn how to make all of my, my naughty meals healthy. Yeah. And so I started documenting it. Is that how social media came about? Yeah. yeah. So I think um, the sort of the pivotal moment where I was like, oh, I actually love what I'm doing is I started, got a camera, I got picked up by Lorna Jane for her first ever ebook. Stop. Yeah. How did that just happen? That's I, amazing. I don't know. I kept on tagging them in stuff and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, Keep hey. tagging people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, seriously, the power in a tag. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So this would have been six six years ago I would say that's awesome yeah and I think that was really when I was like you know what I really love being creative I love this yeah and then a few years later decided to make a food business and now look at you now can we talk talk about crumbled yeah so uh, we started what is crumbled for the people living under a rock what is it so well crumbled food sorry is um crumbled is my sort of online business yeah travel and food recipes and things like that then crumbled foods is all about creating healthy food that's actually healthy yeah so we've got a beautiful product that we launched into Priceline a couple months ago called Beauty Bites they're sitting in my feet yeah and they're amazing (laughs) even my daughter loves them we actually just gave one to little Nicholas Kids can eat them, can't they? Yeah, they can eat them. Yeah, Love that. we are working on some other stuff suitable for kitties. Um, stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. allowed to talk about that. No, sorry. <laughs> I've given her a whole list of things that she can't talk about. <laughs> we'll have to podcast again in like a few, like next yes, year. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, it. love it. <laughs> yeah, so Beauty Bites. I I'm all about creating functional food, and when I was going through my um, you know my health journey, I realized that a lot of the healthy products were expensive. And weren't actually healthy. Mm-hmm. So I started making things at home. My husband's going to love you saying that. He's like, you're always buying buying this powder and this powder. It costs this much. And then you it's, use it. And it's, it's so expensive. And you know what? I think that this comes back to my why for my business is I see the bottom dollar. And I see how much things are costing. I see how much brands are inflating just for putting on a healthy price tag. And it really gets to me. So, you know, we're just about to launch a new product. And... I've gone and gotten, you know, decent volume. So I'm aware of what the bigger companies would be paying for it. Yeah. And yes, I understand you've got to be economical and you've got to make your own money. Yeah. But I think that I would much rather everybody be able to have access to, you know, health and wellness. Totally. Rather than it being this illustrious thing that people have to, you know, break their bank on. Yeah. I love that. It's like we were traveling the other day and... You know, you could go to McDonald's and get a chip, like chips and a sundae for a dollar fifty or two dollars. Yeah. But if you wanted to go and get a beautiful salad or something, mm-hmm. that isn't probably even that good for you because it's from an airport. But it was like 15, 16 bucks. And you know what? It's funny you say that. So my partner loves frozen cokes, and yep. I hate him drink, drinking them because I've got a big thing with sugar and mental health and everything. Yep. Well, I'm obsessed with frozen coke, so you wouldn't like it either. <laughs> but it hey, you know what? Everything you. in moderation. But he walks yeah. back and he's. He's like, do you want anything? I'm like, oh, can I just get some water? Yeah. Comes back. So frozen Coke's cheaper than water. Yeah, it's full on. He's like, it's a dollar I for know. frozen Coke. And this bottle of water cost me like $3.80. And I'm like, this is a joke. It is a joke. Anyway. And um, this is another thing. So this is a generational thing, I think, as well. So mum said to me, like, back in the day, bottled water wasn't like a thing. Like, they didn't have bottled water. It was like you would take a bottle and fill it up with water. Which is tap yeah, or. Yeah. But, like, it's crazy that bottled water is now so expensive. So expensive. And it's literally from a tap. I know. I know. It's insane. It's, yeah. It's crazy. And yeah. Anyway, keep drinking water. It's still good. It's so it's good for so you. so good But for it's you. expensive. 
So we... Um, yeah, back on track, sorry. Yeah. Back, oh, back to crumbled foods. What are we even talking about? <laughs> Maccas. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so bad. So I think the Beauty Bites came about because I'd be spending... So basically, they are the first and only product in Australia to combine anti-aging and gut health ingredients. So we've got five beneficial ingredients in there. So we've got collagen, probiotics, prebiotics, vitamin C, and vitamin E. So you've just ticked like six of the products I take separately, like sometimes in a smoothie. Correct. That's yeah. amazing. And this tiny little bite. Yeah. I found myself spending a lot of time and money in the morning making smoothies, powders, making sure I have my probiotics. And for me, I'm always on the go and I need, I always forgot or I'd take them on an empty tummy and feel sick yeah. and it was just not working. So I decided that, you know, if this was a problem I had, it would be for a lot of other women and men out there who isn't busy yeah well everyone is busy everyone's highly engaged on their phones this digital world we live in is crazy Mm -hmm. and i thought i needed to do it and a lot of the products on the market that claim that they're a collagen bar have more sugar you know have we've only got 2.8 grams of sugar and if you've got too much of sugar in a collagen bar your body favors sugar rather than the absorption of collagen so you're not actually absorbing any of the collagen crazy and so that you just educated me i did not know that yeah now i'm gonna be looking at all the things 100%. that i've got in my cupboard yeah for my children <laughs> yeah well it's just it's ridiculous and yeah. i think that's my biggest piece about why is low sugar and accessible yeah and you have lots more on the card so it's the beauty bites is that the currently beauty bites product yep. at the moment and yep. it's priceline and some igas yeah some yeah. igas we're rolling out into a heap more soon um and some really exciting retailers next year yeah um i love priceline you know i shop at priceline but oh, it's just priceline. my target demographic and yep. you know it's it's just such a beautiful community so that was why we decided to launch with them yeah um it is it's a beautiful community and like you said it's it's a really – it's nice to actually have something there that you can just grab as a snack, like Correct. rather than the jelly beans yeah. or yeah. the other things. Yeah. It is. It's beautiful. It's, yeah. a, it's a beautiful store. Yeah. I've worked a little bit with Priceline in my past life, and they're a really, really great team. Yeah. So, fertility. Yeah. Can we touch on it? Yeah, we sure can. Yeah. there's it's So, I did a series with Janae. We're actually sitting in Janae's office at the moment, but – off the back of that series on YouTube, so many of the things that came up were to do with miscarriage and loss and fertility issues, yeah. and you've literally been it all. through it all, <laughs> been through it all. So can we go all the way back? So you were 23 when you had your first yeah. miscarriage? So I'll bring it further back. I have very fertile parents, yeah. hence the age gap between yeah. them. They were all, both of my brothers were conceived on contraception. Stop. Yep. Hence, I was on the pill, 23 or 24. I was thinking I was 23 with my partner. Yeah. Uh, I read 23 on a news article. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been doing my stalking. Yeah, yeah, 23, yeah. <laughs> and it was at the time I was very much – I always – I'm. I'd always wanted to be a mum. Yeah. But it wasn't until probably a year ago that I was something just clicked. So the first two miscarriages were on – I was on the pill uh, – crazy quite a shock yeah but I think I didn't have time to process it yeah and I was 23 or 22 on the pill when I fell pregnant with my daughter so it's amazing it's a shock it was a shock yeah and I think like I was saying I didn't have time to process it yeah and you're thinking can I do it should like I know this sounds all for me personally I had the 
do we move ahead with this? Like we were living at home. Yeah. I had just like learned, like I was at Business Chicks, my dream job. I was actually on tour with Lorna Jane when I found out I was oh, pregnant. How weird is that? Yeah. Lorna Jane mentioned twice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, was very proud of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so actually, that would be great. <laughs> would be amazing. Thank you. Would be awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's crazy. It is. I don't know for you, but for me, it was like, oh. Sh- shit like this isn't in my plans yeah and it 100% wasn't in my plan yeah and I'm a big believer that everything's happening for a reason Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't the right time for my life yeah to have it obviously it was for you yeah and it wasn't until recently in January I experienced I you know all my friends are having kids you know I'm very much maternal I'm clucky I'm you know you're from a big family. From a big family. Yeah, like, fine. my boobs hurt when I see babies. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I just want it, you know? Yeah. And um, so I found out I was pregnant in January, the 3rd of January or this something year. this year. Okay. And, you know, there was that fear and I called my friend and I was like, oh, my gosh. I called my friend before I even called my partner. Yeah. So did I with both my pregnancies. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Toby. <laughs> Just sobbing. And she's like, what's yeah. wrong? Because I'd been messaging. It was like literally after ovulation, boom, started hurting. I like had pain. I got the implantation So pain. you were testing ovulation. You were No. I, just, I know. I know oh, when no. I ovulate. I've got a lot of... But you know your body. Yeah. You're so in tune with your body yeah. now after I feel like the journey you've been on. Everything yeah. that we've spoken about previously off mic. Yeah. It just seems you know what yeah. your body needs. Yeah. And I've got lots of stuff lots of like cervical fluid and like, oh all yeah that stuff sorry the guys egg, the egg white um what is it <laughs> it's delicious <laughs> love it well i had six, only six months of trying for my beautiful blake and it's funny like the it, everything down going on downstairs the twinge on the side you're like oh is it implantation is it see whatever? that's yeah so i'd never experienced how shit yeah. that TTC community can be. Oh, it's the shocker. Are um, you on the app? And to, oh, I have I've had to delete it. Yeah. Got to delete it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So shocker. recently I've had another one and mm-hmm. I was on that and it was like, oh, this is just even worse. Yeah. But yeah, so back in January, fell pregnant, found out I was pregnant. Instantly I had pain, my left side. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. And I went out to the hospital straight away. Because I just, there was this gut instinct and they were like, oh yeah, so you're pregnant. I'm like, no shit. I've had a pregnancy test. Got the test. Cool. But I was like, I'm, I'm experiencing a lot of pain on my left hand side. So they took me down. They did everything right on that day. They scanned me and she's like, oh, it looks like you've just got a cyst on your left hand side. It could be causing pain, but it shouldn't be that painful. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Devalue a pregnant woman's pain. That's fine. Do they see the baby in... They saw the uterus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, and so then they sent me home and they're like, look, well, just because you're high risk, we'll, you know, book you in for lots of scans. We'll yeah. get you onto like the e-path nurse thing or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Oh, but... it's like they're, they're high risk pregnancy. They get right, like okay. a dedicated nurse that calls you and to make sure you're okay. Okay. So like a, your own sort of person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I kept on getting up getting my scans and they were going up and then they weren't. And then I was like, okay, you know what? I need to document this now because the previous times I felt very ashamed and very alone Mm -hmm. and you never see it on Instagram. You never see it on social media. You're starting to see a little bit more now. 
for not yeah, much. Someone, and no. I found it heartbreaking that I've got beautiful friends and there are people on there that just fall pregnant really easily and they've got this perfect, from what it looks like, a oh, perfect yeah. pregnancy, perfect child, perfect everything. The and highlight, real. And little old me was like, I can't even keep a pre- baby, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So I was like, you know, I need to do this because I know it's a lot more common than... People was it hard like, to do that, to pick up your camera? And... It was, and I've got a YouTube video, and it's so raw. Yeah. And I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, started, I couldn't, like, even just thinking of it now, it's going to make me cry, but it's that it's in that moment where, I don't know if you found it even with your partner, I love my partner to death, he's the most supportive man ever, but it's something you go through so on your own as well. 100%. Like, even though it's both your baby, you've both lost it physically, and they can't see no, the feel it. It's just and then it's after the mental oh, recovery. Yeah. Trying to get through that and work through that. Yeah. Once you're physically the physical stuff stops, whatever, however that happens, and then it's you know what's wrong. With, well, I had what's wrong with my body. Oh yeah. Why me? Yeah. Like just that you yeah. know, moment, and that would have been devastating. So you've so we've gone ahead, but with. So we're at the point you've got your nurse. You're still having pain. Still having pain. You knew something was wrong. I was like, there's something still wrong. I was being... We went up twice after that. Yeah. And then I... Like, for the second visit, I started miscarrying. So they're like, okay, well, we're just going to have to manage your pain and, you know, just make sure that everything's okay. And I was like, I really... I, I need to have another scan because there's still that something doesn't feel right. Yeah. You know, maybe I haven't passed it properly on the third time. I was like, maybe I haven't passed it completely. You know, I've seen what's passed through. I've seen yeah. the... Been through it before. The fetus and stuff. Yeah. I've been through it before. Oh, my before. God. How far along were you? Oh, they thought I was like eight, eight weeks. Oh, my God. So it was like, you know, not like a full. No, but... But, yes. Yeah. You, you see stuff. I know. Oh, yeah. my God. That just makes me feel... That's it's it's such a lonely thing. I, I like just to looking at like looking at your undies sounds so weird. Yeah, looking at your pad and going yeah. like, oh, I know it's so hard. It's horrific. Yeah, no one should have to go through that. No, I no know. One. And it's that's, horrific. That's the thing that's just so hard is, I felt that I was strong enough at that time mm. to be able to document it, and then there were just. I think it was, you know, emotionally I was doing okay, but I felt like my body was failing because of this whole physical side that I was having still yeah and so we went up for the third time and I was like I need a scan right now I'm not feeling well yeah you use that voice oh yeah go girl and my partner's just like (laughs) so he was meant to go away (laughs) then um he was like oh look you know if we can just get a scan so we can just make sure everything's fine yeah and they're like oh we can't give you a scan we're really busy and I'm like, can I get a script so I can go get my own scan? Yeah. They're like, yeah, but, you know, we won't call up to make it urgent. And I'm like, I need you to call up and make sure it's an urgent scan because there's something that doesn't feel right. Yeah. I was having shoulder tip pain, left-hand side pain. I was faint. I was short for breath. This is literally all the signs. I know. And like I every it. textbook I thing. I got it. Yeah. And I was like, I can't be having an ectopic pregnancy because I've had a miscarriage. And I... So it turns out I then got the scan and she's like, you need to go straight back up. Well, so I had the scan. She's like, can you just hold on? Is this in a private? So you were to pay for your own private? Yeah, PRP. Stop. Uh, You were literally failed by the system. Oh, 100%. And they know it. They know it. And uh, so she'd scanned me before and she's like, honey, can you just wait on for a minute? And then she went and got another person. 
And I can't remember if they came, if she came into the room or they were looking at my scans elsewhere. Yeah. She goes, we're just going to be another five minutes. Came back like 15 minutes later. And she's like, look, so I've just spoken to the hospital. They're expecting you. You need to go straight up there. There's just a little bit of fluid there, but you know, I'd advise for you to go straight up there. She was freaking out. She, she was knew. freaking out. Cause yeah. I went back to her after and she's like, Oh my God. She's like, I was like, cause I was, <laughs> I said, can I go get my partner? Because, you know, he's about to go and I want him to be here thinking, I was just thinking, oh, I haven't passed it all and they'll need yeah. to do a DC or yeah. DMC. She goes, yep, yeah, quickly though, yep. Yeah. She's freaking out. <laughs> and when I went back, she's like, oh my gosh. She's like, there was so much fluid in your belly. We were trying to figure out whether or not we called the ambulance, but we knew you'd probably be able to get up there quicker. And so I walk into the hospital, they're expecting me. And then all of a sudden they started using these words called a heterotopic pregnancy. Shit. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah, and I, and then, so sorry, step back. On my way up to the hospital, one of the APATH nurses called me and she's yeah. like, hi, darling. So are you on your way to the hospital? And I'm like, yep. She goes, okay, so we've just been been briefed. Um, it looks like you've actually had twins. And I'm like, and I just started crying. I was like, oh my God, I've still got a viable pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And that was what was going through my head. And she didn't tell me that no was and they thought it was an ectopic oh no and i know that she didn't mean it in that way you make me cry yeah oh yeah it was shit full on and um and then so you had a little hope in your heart yeah and i was just like oh and like my partner's like you you had this like little smile and then going oh god shit yeah because it's everything you wanted you know this time around and yep it's just crazy. I was like, you know what? Like, you've got a business, but we can make it work, babe. We can make it work. And yeah. he's just like, oh, God, okay. All right, whatever Here you want. Here we go. <laughs> Very hormonal at go. this stage. I yeah. saw so much. But it's funny. The second you get that two lines on the test, don't you think you're like, okay, cool. Like, what pram are we going to get? What cut are we going to get? Oh, oh my, my gosh. Where are we going to live? Yeah. How am I going to do the business? Yeah. Like, you start planning. And yeah. then when it gets taken away. Yeah. And then you're just given this little bit of hope again. Yeah. Like, it you've was... just been through all the motions. Yeah. It was hard. It was really hard. And so when they took me in, they were like, they were pretty much, because I was really faint at this time and really lightheaded. And so they like got me on a bed straight away. They took me to a separate section because I had been going and sitting in the emergency beds, but they took me through to like the proper emergency. They knew shit was real. I was like, oh crap. And then I think my, I can't remember if my partner was parking the car or something. And he, yeah. And he walks in. And he sees me with like 10 different doctors and nurses and he's just like, his he face knew. dropped. Yeah. And he's just like, oh my God, what's going on? Um, did they tell you when you got there? Like, did they say, okay. So f- yeah, look, the way that they handled the whole, the whole thing from there was horrific. Yeah. Um, they had like multiple gynecologists come in and they had people doing rounds and they're like look this is what we think a heterotopic pregnancy is i'm like what the hell is a heterotopic pregnancy and then finally someone's like look there could be a slight possibility that you have an ectopic pregnancy and as soon as they said that i was like okay yeah. i was like okay it's it's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> sorry excuse the friend. no you can swear god um, go for it this is yeah this is full on. it's full on and yeah. uh, like it's something that you know i've raised with the hospital and you know yeah, they they know they're at fault and they've made changes to their procedures to make sure that this never happens again. You should be really proud of that. Yeah, like out of something so dark and awful that you had to go through, you're changing the experiences of yeah. other women. Because I can't, I would not be able to imagine. I consider myself a very strong person. Yeah, and I could not have imagined this happening to somebody else because the reality is, I could have died. 
Yeah. Because I, if I hadn't trusted my gut, I could have been sitting at home. My partner was going overseas. Could have been sitting at home going, oh, I'll just take some more Panadol. They've given me Panadine Fort. I'll go take some more Panadine Fort. And I could have bled to death. 100%. Like that's the reality. Bleeding. Internally bleeding. Like yeah. I had fluid in my belly. My tube ended up rupturing. Stop. So basically you had someone else come and they're like, so we think this is an ectopic pregnancy and we're just going to go in and we'll just investigate. Uh, you know, we might be having to remove the tube. And I was like, no, don't remove oh it. And they're like, well, we need God. to. And then some other guy had the audacity to be like, because I, I said to my partner, I was like, I don't want you to step, because they kept on saying this could just be, um, this could just be a cyst or, you know, it might not be anything. Yeah. Did they not just get straight in there and, like, no, figure it out? No. So no how no, long no. were you waiting? Because it was over the long weekend, Australia Day, long weekend. And there were people that were literally dying. And they're like, look, you're not going to die on us right now. Yeah. And, you know, I was obviously like, well, you know, if there's someone bleeding, you know, or dying, I they need to be seen. Yeah, but, geez. It actually is a life-threatening situation. It though, is. And they were, like, an monitoring yeah. it and whatever. And so this one bloody guy, I was like, my partner's about to go away. Should he go? Should, Should he, go? he go? I don't want him to stay if it's just a cyst and I'm, you know, in a little yeah. bit of pain. Yeah. Um, and you're just literally going to go in, clean me up, and then whatever. And he's like, love, it's going to be – it's like getting your appendix out. You'll be in and out in a day. You know, the recovery is not that bad. It's keyhole. You'll be fine. And the way that he devalued my whole experience has stuck with me. Yeah. And – in all reality, it wasn't. I was in there for three, four nights. Yeah. My partner ended up leaving because I was like, you need to go because I don't think this is anything. Yeah. He ended up having to rush back. My tube ruptured. I got put off surgery for hours. I was like alone there. Like I wasn't there for one night. It was just a really horrible experience. And now... But all of that as well, like, it's not just your appendix. I'm sorry. It's a baby. It's a baby. It's a baby. And that was one of the things that I really expressed in my letter to them saying, even if it was just as straightforward as getting your appendix out, the emotional toll of a female going through this and being told that this isn't your body. Your hormones flying through Oh, my gosh. I was really Yeah, 100%. Like, the HCG hormones are insane. Yeah. And I just think that that alone was so traumatizing because I lost, like, you know, my mate. He wasn't there. Your person. My person. Yeah, 100%. And, like, I'm so lucky I had my beautiful brothers that came and, like, spent time So you're a really close family. Not, like, overly. Yeah. But they're there when... Yeah, so I had my brother staying up. My brother lives in Melbourne, my oldest, my second oldest brother. Yeah. And he was up there and he's just, like... I'll be there. That's fine. And like, they'd bring me like, <laughs> you know, rolled Vietnamese rolled and stuff oh, like that. Healthy. The kombu- I got them onto kombuchas and it was. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Kombucha. Kombucha. I say kombucha. Kombucha, kombucha. Whatever. Yeah, I get you. Acai. 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 And what do other people call it? Acai. Yeah, something. I can't even think about yeah. it. My girlfriend says it. I'm like, that's not how you say it. And hummus and hummus. Oh, it's hummus. Hummus? Are you hummus? I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone thinks it's so weird. My husband's like, that's wrong. I'm like, you're wrong. <laughs> What's wrong? Okay, um, are you H or H? H. H E I D I. Heidi, that's how we say it to her. H E I D I. How do you say it? H. H. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? So Z or Z? Z. 
Zed, yeah. Zed. Okay, Is he a thing? I don't know. <laughs> so random. So you lost the babies. Yeah. You then you fallen pregnant recently, haven't you? Like yeah. You- so I after the surgery, yeah, I was in excruciating pain still, and I waited for my cycles to get back on track. And and how quick was that? Straight away. Right. Okay. I was very fortunate that it yeah. was literally. I think it came within. So you fall pregnant um, month. No, I don't say quite easily because I'm not. I had that. before now. Okay. Yeah, and okay. so that was the thing. Like I've never. So basically, they've removed my tube, yeah. and my ovary stuck to my uterus, and I'll need to have surgery to unstick my uterus and my ovary. Is that from? From surgery. Okay. Because it was so ruptured and there's scar tissue and and so this is the thing that really annoys me is if so even they, though you were fine sitting there you weren't like this has taken massive toll huge on yeah huge and if they had actually listened and scanned me when I had said so they could have given me uh, methotrexate or whatever which is a pill yeah it's like the, or an injection it's a chemo drug isn't yeah it? Like and it can pass it and flush it through yeah and so I think that's why I was angry because. I'm, you know, debilitated by pain. Yeah. And every single second month when I ovulate, it's excruciating. Yeah. And I've been struggling to fall pregnant. Right. And... And you want to be a mama. I'm so desperate. I'm so ready. Yeah. I'm so ready. Uh, And that's the hardest thing. So you've lost how many babies? Five. Five babies. Five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Five or six. I think it's five. That's crazy. Yeah. And I think the most recent one, I knew, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like two days after ovulation, I was like, I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> and then. So excited. So your face lights up when you hear that. Like, yeah. You get. Yeah. I was like everything. Sad. And I had huge implantation pain and, you know, just everything textbook. Yeah. And then finally I got my, um, I just started to bleed and I was like oh, yeah. shit yeah. and then I was like in my head I'm like maybe it's implantation bleeding you think yeah you I think, think the bet like that's like even when I had a tiny bit of bleeding and I had to keep bringing back to me because my experience no, is very different no, 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 but, but it's it's what the in the hospital they were like oh it's probably just old blood because it's dark or whatever yeah and like it's fine and then they did my bloods and they were down like a hundred or something I'm like they were at like 20,000 like yeah. or something like Come on. Come on. Like, yeah, and like no. oh, you're still pregnant. I'm like, I'm not pregnant. Like, yeah. this is going to... Anyway, it took a while to happen, but you try and think the best. You're yeah, like, oh, absolutely. it's dark. Yeah. It might be old blood. Yeah. Or something. And here I was looking at outfits for Christmas because at Christmas it would have been three months and I was yeah. going to tell my whole family. You think, yeah. And I was just... I worked myself up way too much and I do believe that I was... Going a lot on the, you know, the TTC communities and yeah. all of that. And while I found that really helpful and I found after I'd had the loss in January yeah. and Feb that that was actually really healing for me to yeah. actually have women have had the same experience. Yeah. But, oh, my gosh, it was very a hard experience. Yeah. And it wasn't until – this is going to start to get a bit woo-woo. No, go woo-woo. This is your story. I did go a – um, I spoke to a beautiful friend of mine who I've actually never met, but we've just connected from Instagram. That's the beautiful thing of social media. Yeah. And there she, are really great things from social media. Yeah. yeah. And she's so intuitive and she messages me when I just found out I was miscarrying. She's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm actually not because I know. 
She goes, I'm here, actually. I'm like, oh, this is very cute. That's so weird. Yeah, she's, yeah, very amazing. And she's, the deep soul sort of friendship. Yeah. And so she told me to do this thing called a cutting cord ceremony. And it's a guided meditation. And it's literally imagining me pregnant and imagining the babies that I've lost and literally doing a cutting cord ceremony so you can let them move on. Wow. And it was the most elating feeling I have ever experienced. Like it literally felt like a whole weight had lifted off me as soon as I had done it. You look lighter even sitting here now. It was, it was literally, I was slumped. I was doing it and I just let myself trust the process. And I thought, you know what? You can't get any worse than it is. No. And I did it. And it was literally like my whole, like my whole body just went through this tingling sensation that I was okay with my journey. Yeah. And ever since then, I've been okay. And that's a beautiful message. Like, without even saying, like, your advice, you've just given the most beautiful advice is whatever gets you to that okay place 100%. is the right thing. Yeah. Whether people think it's woo-woo, whether people think you're crazy, you're, like, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? I know. Like, you just need to get to that place of feeling content. Yeah. And you seem really... I'm at, I'm oddly at peace with it. And I was actually yeah. saying, I sent my friend a message the other day yesterday and I, she's got this beautiful boy and I go and see him every single time I'm in Melbourne yeah and I just said I want you to know that you two have really just helped me get through this because I get to come in I see him like I don't even talk to her really and I just yeah. get baby cuddles and he just makes me just okay yeah and I don't know I'm just so and especially you can be okay with that because I'm sure there's women that listen to this and go I hate being around kids and I can't be around my girlfriend I couldn't for ages I would be breaking down in tears in the supermarket and I'd be smiling at babies and then a mum would turn around and look at me and you know some I get it mums are busy they've got some person that's like hello hello you know they're like leave my baby alone like I get it but it's nice like that you yeah yeah. Kids love it too. I know. They just want attention. I know. Yeah. I'm anyone. Anyone. <laughs> anyone. It's so nice. But yeah. um, what's next for you in your fertility journey? Can I ask that? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. I we're, We've got some a really big year next year for yeah. business. Yeah. Let's say what's next for you. Yeah. Rather than just fertility. What's next for, for Kira? Well, fertility always plays into it. I'm de- I'm obviously desperate to have a child. Yeah. Uh, whether we go through, I go through adoption, sperm donor, egg donor. Surrogacy? Egg freezing, surrogacy. Wow. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, IVF. Yeah. It's all on the cards. But I think this past year has been very very much an eye-opener to my body is probably just not ready yeah and I'm extremely stressed with work and it's probably just going whoa slow the hell down your business baby yeah is growing my business baby and I know people say never refer to your baby your business is your baby but it is I live and breathe my business and I'm all about trying to create this this business totally it's funny how people say that Emma Isaacs is like my biggest mentor in life, such an entrepreneur. She always has called business chicks another one of her child because mm. you have to nurture it. You have to grow it. You have to throw in the energy to make it what you want it to be. It's like having a living, breathing person that you have to look after as well. And if you don't yeah. put that energy in. Yeah. I know. You know. You need it's to. It's not a bad thing. It's, it's a no. good thing. No. And I, I think that. I think I just need to focus on that and it will come. Yeah. I know, like, you know, I've, 
Yeah, we, we, I've manifested <laughs> a particular it's not woo, point. This is cool. I love this. This is just you. Yeah. It's beautiful. I've just I've manifested a specific point in my life where I know that you know I'll have happy babies running around, no shoes, you know, on the beach, living that woo woo life. Living that woo woo <laughs> life. I love that, and you will you, and you'll have a beautiful empire of business that you've worked on. Yeah, through some of the toughest years of your life. Yeah, you've got you know a massive juxtaposition of great success and happiness in your business and it's really hard sometimes in your personal life when it comes to wanting a family yeah so Mm -hmm. it's a roller coaster of a ride it is but it's exciting it's exciting and it's a journey and I think the biggest thing for me is I don't want it to define who I am I think it's just is part of who I am yeah it's just a chapter in your book yeah I can't wait for the chapter where you've got babies running I know. around. Just be breastfeeding while you're doing <laughs> With your, your podcast. Boobs. Your boobs are very big. I'm, I'm wearing, staring I'm wearing a bra. I never wear bras. It's got underwear. It's <laughs> there scooped up. <laughs> Some babies are going to love them one day. But anyway, we should probably end it there. We've been chatting for a while and yeah. you've actually got a meeting in 10 minutes. I do. I know. We've got to hurry. But, um, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Kira is the sweetest. Be sure to follow her journey. I've left her Instagram links down below. Thanks again to Jenea for making today's video possible. I'll be back in your ears next Sunday with one of my beautiful friends, Bella, who is a domestic violence advocate and survivor. In the meantime, I'll see you over on the gram. Peace.